welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but them views, they are amazing. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the third where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. I am your moderator, B. Jones, and we got that guy fresh with the intro music. What's happening, baby? Big things going on today. You know what time it is. It's big things going on today, ladies and gentlemen. But yes, we are here live in quarantine. Your boy B Fresh. If y'all ain't been tuning into the live, y'all missing out. Um, but other than that, man, we here. We surviving. Let's do it. Yes, man. Check the lives. DJ Barry B Fresh, man. We share them joints as soon as we know he's going on. My dog gets funky now, so don't sleep. DJ Barry B Fresh. Follow him on IG. Catch the Instagram lives for the fresh vibes, and we in there. Coach K, what's going on, sir? Nah, man, cut that, man. Don't 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 play that for <laughs> it's me. Game time. Oh, no, you you were in man. Chicago, man. You literally just sent me a picture in front of this man's house. I and know. Now you got the disrespect, not even wanting to be able to get fired up on the on the intro. Nah, man. Listen, man. There there is no question. I I am a Heat Miami Heat fan supporter. I remember our first season, all that good stuff, man. Chicago, it's great and everything, but man, there are don't, plenty don't be, of hater, Michael Jordan fans that have it has nothing to do with Chicago Bulls at <laughs> all. It is being a fan You're of the right. band. But this hey, has to do with me. Hey, as usual, against <laughs> the grain. Yeah, let me be selfish. <laughs> Russell, what was Miami Heat an expansion team or something like that? Uh I yeah. believe so. Yeah. I believe so, yeah. It was. We oh, were expecting, no yeah. Yep. Uh, what year was that? That had to be like eighty-seven. Yeah, eighty-eight. Like one that. of those. Oh yeah, y'all was yeah, y'all. Not the best timing in there. My dad's a huge Miami Heat fan as well. He's uh, he got this big poster of um, what's the guard? Not Dwayne Wade before him. Hardaway. Tim Hardaway. Hardaway, Tim Hardaway. Baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a big poster of Tim Hardaway hanging up there. So he's a big Miami Heat fan too. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm good, man. I'm you know, I'm here, man. Just you know, just still living through this COVID stuff, man. Man, so let's talk about that real quick. Funny story, uh, before we get into this last dance jazz. So <clears throat> I had like the biggest COVID scare probably what was that? Sunday. So Monday going into Tuesday. Tuesday, everything was all great gravy. I was ready to shoot the podcast and everything. But Monday, man, I woke up Monday morning. My body was like dumb, sore. And I couldn't remember doing anything workout related that should have had me this sore. Yeah, I did some push-ups and some sit-ups or whatever. I changed the oil and the brakes on my cars on Sunday. But nothing that I would think that would have me waking up this sore on Monday morning. Top it off, I had this crazy headache or whatever. So I'm thinking, man, I got symptoms. I don't mess around and caught some stuff out here. Um, so it, that's all going through my head. So Monday was pretty much like a dead day for me. Like I just went back to sleep, you know, tried to sleep some of it off. I felt like it might have been a head cold because I washed my hair Sunday too or whatever. And it's still kind of drafty um, in Maryland. But <clears throat> I went to sleep for a little while woke up later that afternoon and still wasn't feeling quite right. 
went out, me and Chris went for a walk. I did a little jogging, some stretches or whatever, trying to loosen the muscles up. And I'm in full Under Armour gear, full Under Armour, trying to warm up everything, get loose, stretch everything out or whatever. And then uh, get back and then just jump in the bath to try to continue to relax the muscles so I can stretch and everything. And while I'm in the bath, I just start having these crazy like visions, dreams or whatever, just start really thinking about life because I'm thinking that I'm really sick or whatever. And you know, it's like, I'm fighting off and not telling Chris, now nah, I don't wanna go to the hospital, I'm good. Just let me, you know, try to, you know, work this thing out, see where it goes. But I'm thinking like, man, if I really am sick and I end up falling into the category of some of these young folk that actually do like pass from this thing, where is my family gonna be left? You know what I'm saying? So I'm running through things in my head. I was, okay, yeah, I took care of all my life insurance stuff, so we good. I got my next, my nest egg, so everybody will be taken care of. I feel like I've made considerable progress towards many of my goals this year. So it's not like if I have to go out in this lab in, in the next week or two, I'm not leaving, you know what I'm saying, anything on the table, everybody should be taken care of. And then Tuesday morning, I woke up feeling great. But you, I mean, just imagine running through all of them emotions or whatever in your head, running, going through all of that stuff. Like it's, it's anxiety, stress or whatever. And for the most part, for no reason, but easily to, to fall into that. So that's my COVID-19 update. I don't know what you guys might have. Um, please, uh, world don't don't have his same story like don't don't get swept away because you got a headache and um you're sore from changing the oil on two cars and doing all other kind of stuff but you know your body shouldn't be sore because you worked out and you changed oil on two vehicles it it breaks did you say breaks too yeah and breaks <laughs> but yeah man that's that that is crazy um I, I can definitely see how that would be quite a roller coaster ride uh but yeah man i would i would say uh <laughs> don't, don't be so quick to slip into that. <laughs> i got covid <laughs> so i'm gonna tell you it, it don't have anything to do with covid man it has to do with you getting older yeah thank well, you well, well welcome to getting older where just randomly you'll just have stuff like that happen and you'll be like man what what did i do like what happened and Oh man, I'm gonna die, and then next day, you're just fine. <laughs> you know, you uh, there, there, you're you are gonna have conversations where you are going to give up on limbs. Gonna be like, man, I guess my hip is just like this, this is what it is. From now on, I got this weird hip feeling, and I'm gonna have to do like every yep. third step is gonna be this weird thing. It just is gonna be what it is. A couple months down the line, it's gonna go away, but in that moment, for that time. You are gonna have that come to Jesus in talk head, where it's just like, like, oh man, this is the ailment. This is the yep. thing that's gonna make me take disability early. I'm never gonna throw. <laughs> yep. blah, I'm blah, never blah. gonna throw a baseball again, yep. even though I ain't throwing a baseball in 20 years. I'm I, now I can't do it anymore, so it's a real big deal now, and I feel like it's over. But then it's gonna be like, oh, a couple months later, you're like, oh, I thought my shoulder was dead. Yeah, I'm, I'm not ready. I'm not, it I'm, doesn't, not, I'm not willing. That's the thing about it. Like, it doesn't this. matter. None of us ever were ready. We just fell into the category of like, yep. where I'm at now. There, there's wow. a way. There, there's somebody yep. out there that's going to help me fight this. And, and we're going to team up. And be, yes, be great. Good, good luck. Good luck with that. 
Yeah, man. So we got the last dance, man. Um, I finally caught up on episodes five and six, following Michael Jordan and his rise, I guess the prominence and fade to black at, all at the same time. Um, bef before we get into the last couple of episodes, for me, I never grew up really watching Michael Jordan. So it's like one of those things where you like, you know, he's great. You, you hear all the accolades, you've seen some of the spectacular stuff. But this dude really was like, nasty like on the basketball court and just watching some of the stuff that he's doing through the highlights and then seeing his attitude and everything that they talk about in the books and stuff it's, it's really it's really eye-opening man I'm glad to be able to like catch all of this uh these historic moments especially now when you got some assimilation of like downtime or whatever in between right. but um yeah that so, that 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 piece is just my, I mean, my main appreciation a kudos to ESPN and and Jordan for being smart enough to drop. They pushed it forward to go ahead and drop it now, um, because I think it wasn't even supposed to come out until the end of the year or something like that. But mm -hmm. yes, um, I did live through the Jordan years, and it's funny because while I've always been into sports, I've never been like a fanatic about sports, mm -hmm. and so but I remember like Jordan. That's why I can say Jordan is like the greatest pure basket. Like when you're talking basketball, like when it personality ever to, to witness playing the sport, just because his, his killer instinct and his will of LeBron may have like all of the physical and like, you know, digital mental attributes of being, you know, the best physical and able to do things, you know, at the, uh, a better level in a sense, but you talk about the killer instinct and the desire and the force to win and to make sure I will win at any cost necessary. There's never been a player who has put it on the line and done it when it counted the most so much. Like it's, it was, it was crazy to, to experience what was going on and now watching Rewatching those moments, it brings me back to when I was a kid, but it also reminds me of just how dominant he was and that it was like such a, he was, he was, he took stuff. He didn't, he, you know what I mean? Like he, he went out there to get it and wasn't um, focused on anything else. So it's funny, man. Like, yeah, I, you know, I, I agree with what you all, what both of you said. Um, he was a great basketball player. Uh, killer instinct, dominated on the court. But I think when you throw everything into the one thing and that thing defines you, you don't have a choice. Like you, you're going to kill it. You're going to dominate. Um, and I think for me, I think he missed an opportunity to be not just a great basketball player but an icon like just a a world icon aka like a muhammad ali right, right. muhammad ali is a world icon it right. doesn't matter where you go people recognize muhammad ali for what he did and i think Off it was because court. i mean well out of the boxing ring as well as inside the box correct and i think right. it's because he didn't come out and say you know what i'm a boxer that's it I'm not getting involved in any of this other stuff because I'm a boxer. And if you look at the people that have, I don't count Colin in that conversation because 
he wasn't recognized as the greatest in his sport. So the sacrifice that he made isn't looked at with the same reverence as like a Muhammad Ali. But you still have to say, okay, this guy gave up a career that many people give up everything for. So I think from a Jordan perspective, I don't like what he kind of represents, which was the same thing they did to LeBron. What was that last season where they said, man, just go out there and be a basketball player, go out there and, 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 and play ball. Mm-hmm. And then now he came out with the hashtag more than a basketball player. Mm-hmm. So from that standpoint, I, I think what type of example has been put out there, right? So when we were, when we were younger and, you know, we were fascinated by Michael Jordan, we didn't know, okay, well, how could he really be using his platform? Mm-hmm. And, and granted, since basketball, especially in the last five to six years, he's done a lot of philanthropic stuff. Um, his last season of basketball, he actually donated to um, his whole salary to charities that were uh, working for 9-11. Mm-hmm. Right. So that 01-02, I think was his last season. He gave mm-hmm. all that money to- towards 9-11 stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of people don't know things like that. Mm-hmm. But I still think there was a greater cause that he could have pushed if he didn't just look at himself and conduct himself as I'm just a basketball player and basketball players. If you're going to be the best, you got to win championships. And that's it. Yeah, they talked about one of those points. I think it was a governor race in North Carolina, Jesse Helms versus yep. Harvey Gant. Yeah. Yep. And um, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, that's one of those things. And, you know, just with the impact that he may have been able to have there. Um, so I, I, you can give Jordan, you know, a good dose of, you know, blame for that. Because I don't think back then it's a different NBA, right? So the social responsibility, um, I guess that was, that, that was looked at, I guess, as far as entertainers are concerned, and you guys tell me if, if I'm wrong, because I was a lot younger then. I don't know if that same sense existed in the early 80s and 90s when he was at his heyday, um, like well, it does yeah. now, given the height of social media <clears throat> and people's brand and it, it, it reflecting more of a social responsibility aspect than just what tickets or you know endorsements you can have. I mean, hey, hey, fresh, you have hey, Muhammad Ali. Fresh, fresh before, before you drop your point, I just got to put out there, I like how he acts like we were the same age back then that we are now. Like, yeah. I mean, like <laughs> I said, coming on, I didn't really watch Jordan. And I was like but, five, right. 10 years old right. at that time. So, <laughs> um, one, I mean, look, we've had this discussion on the show before. It's not everybody's responsibility to be an activist or to be um, regardless of their, their status or like it ain't for everybody. Everybody is not built like that. And I think... Um, don't get me wrong. Of course, I wish Jordan was more Muhammad Ali and less, you know, Michael Jordan in the sense of all you can take. Well, I won't say all you can take, but the, the key of Jordan and looking at what he did is about his, like you said, his, his unwillingness to, to sway from his focus of being the best and winning and, and going after it and like really putting his all into his craft, which... 
there are a lot of basketball players who say they've done the same thing, you know what I mean, have done it as far as putting their all into it. However, they have not been able to accomplish what he accomplishes, um, what he has accomplished, which um, shows his greatness. But um, I think we had started to have the conversation before where I think that that, to me, in a sense, sways my thought process on who's greater, Jordan or LeBron, as far as um, – and I don't even know how to describe that. I don't want to say as a basketball player, because I still think Jordan's, but in the totalitarian of being a, a sports icon, I guess is a better way to kind of say it, just because LeBron is able to take that stance, well, has taken that stance and is speaking out on injustices. But going back to talking about back in the day, if you look at the way the NBA was shaped back then, they didn't really allow for you to be outspoken in a sense like that. They didn't want that kind of stuff going on. Doesn't mean he couldn't have done it because he still was the, <clears throat> the, the baby of the, you know, the superstar of the league. But at the same time, if you look at like, look how much um, Iverson got chastised for not wanting to wear suits and, and things of that nature. You know what I mean? Like they were going hard and like David Stern was a real D when it came to not being good old boys in a sense and like, you know what I mean? Dress nice and do all of that kind of stuff. So they definitely wouldn't have wanted him going against the grain. They wouldn't have, but would they have let him do it? Um, I, I mean, look, it's, it's deep, man. Like you can even, let's talk about um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know what I mean? They, they didn't want him to change his name. Yeah. And, and he was already doing social activist type stuff, right? Like he was there mm. with Muhammad Ali, um, just like a Jim Brown was and some other folks, right? That, that backed him up. Mm. Um, I can't remember the dude's name, man. I only remember um, Sharif Abdul. Abdul Rahim. Rahim. Yeah, I can't remember what his name was before he changed it, but look what yes. a, Look how all of a sudden this dude just disappeared when, when he changed his name, right? They even talked about Craig Hodges who was on the first two championship teams had won, no. had no. won three all-star three-point contests in a row. So at that point, he's probably like, okay, so he's not Steph Curry nice, but with as far as a pure he's, he's shot. He's at least a role player. He's at least a, a well-deserved role player. Right. And, and just because this dude said, hey, Mike and Magic, um, what do you guys think about boycotting the first game of the finals so that we can draw attention to what's going on in the black communities. Mike was just like, man, you crazy, man. Get out of here with that. Um, and then Magic was just like, hey, man, I think, I think that's too extreme of an action. Right? And it's like, okay, well, wait a minute. What type of extreme stuff is happening to us? Like, don't you think it warrants that? Uh, and then after that second year, after the championship, like my man just faded because he was trying and to bring no, attention. No, no, he did not just fade. This man was never picked up to another. He was right on a championship team. Had a had just won the three point contest for the third time in a row, and the next year nobody picked him up. Not yeah. that he faded out. They just canceled him. No, he was cap. He was Kaepernick. I was gonna right. say the same thing. Right. That's that's what it sounds like. So you got people. So MJ and even Magic at the time, faces of the league, making business decisions. So it boils down to these choices, you know, that they ultimately have to make, and it, it's a it's a hit on their leadership. You know, what I'm saying credibility. I think it's hard when you're in that position um, 
to have, I guess, a little bit more integrity. You know what I'm saying? Well, but to me, it's also one of them things, like, I feel like we put so much on on people because it's not like they still don't do philanthropic activity, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like with me, don't get me wrong. I wish they were, again, Muhammad Ali and, and, you know, a lot more passionate and especially in the power that they have. But at the same time, I don't feel like it's um, <clears throat> valuable in the sense to chastise them just because it's like, yo, but but you didn't, you didn't not play that first playoff game. You didn't, you know what I mean? You should have stood up for, for um, that senator and made sure that black people went out there and voted and all this other stuff where it's like, yeah, that would have been great. But at the end of the day, is that really their responsibility? Is that really it's, like? It's not. It's not their responsibility. And, and, and he made a campaign contribution. But you could have not donated a single dollar. And just you saying, hey, please take a look at this guy and consider voting for him. That would have done wonders. I am not. I am not disagreeing and, with you and, at all, and my that, brother. And that would have taken... That wouldn't have taken however, it 10 minutes. Yeah, but however, everybody is not on that that wave. We know brothers ourselves who are not like, while they understand and, and know that we are an oppressed people, they still are not the ones in the front line to, you know, talk about the injustice when they see somebody getting called the N-word at, you know, Walmart. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I get you. I'm not, I'm not trying to um disagree with you in the fact that like yo that would have been dope and like that but at the same time i do understand the the reality of some dudes ain't built like that that ain't their focus that ain't their thought process and it's like yo and jordan's eyes in a weird weird sense it's like um diddy has a great line it's a bentley to you but to me it's a blue car in jordan's eyes you're like yo he he's a superstar basketball player but to him he's like yo I play basketball as a job. It's no different than working at McDonald's. Like, that's just my job. You know what I mean? I, I want to do it well and be the best ever at doing it, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not Malcolm X. I'm not Martin Luther King. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, while I understand I have this power and everything, that wasn't, my focus was not popularity in my um, pursuit, right? My, my focus was just on being the best. All of this other stuff came as a bystander of me on this pursuit, but that I, I didn't want to be here to to be, you know, to be an activist or to, you know, lead people on this. Like, yo, I just wanted people to say, yes, that guy is the best basketball player I've ever seen in my life. You know, I, I get it, man. And look, nobody was asking for this dude to become, you know, dude, start this political activism. And, and after the NBA, you know, become a political figure. But you had the most leverage of anybody to this point, right? Because what were they going to do to you? They were making way more money than they would lose. They were making way more money and they weren't going to be willing to say, Michael Jordan, you're suspended because of blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. He was too big, right? And he would have opened up the door for so many more people. Like, where would we be at this point? So I, I think about I think about when the Trayvon stuff went down, right? Remember when the Heat yep. uh, came out and they had their hoodies on, and then you saw some other teams doing it. Um, 
and it was okay. But still, people were just like, oh, man, why are they doing that? Blah, blah, blah. We could be so much further. Um, and it's not like he didn't have the time, right? Spend less time gambling, bro. Like, <laughs> and you could have got us some, some, some major wins um, doing that. But, look, I, you know, I get it, man. But just, just for the fact that you can look at LeBron just last year, I think he made $31 million off of his NBA salary. He spent $51 million on the school and then doing stuff for the kids even after the school was built. Like, that's just huge, man. And just to have folks that still, you know, talk trash about him, nah, man, but he ain't got to kill you. He's not out here. He doesn't have six championships and blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, he's going to have more impact than Michael Jordan ever had once it, when you when you measure his legacy. And that's what I think the difference is between Mike and LeBron because Mike, he had to have known how much power he had. I mean, look at what he did at the Olympics where he, uh, he hides the Reebok logo, you know what I'm saying, with the American flag. But and, look at why he did that. He did that because it was his brand and, and doing what he, like, it was focused on, again, <laughs> it, it was like, yo, he's a businessman. That's all he thought. I'm at work. This is my job. I'm not about to show anybody else's brand or whatever. Like, yo, his guys was always on that work. But if that's the case and he's the company guy, then the company's logo is Reebok, not Nike. So Not his again, company. Not his company. Right. So he understands the power that he has and the leverage that he has. Because the league, that's the he's the, the meal ticket. You know what I'm saying? Arenas are selling out in places like Atlanta, where the team has been not great for a long time. But Michael shows up, they can't find tickets. Hey, so, selling out in Indiana at the time before they was great. Right. So when you have an understanding of the power that you have and the leverage that you have, you wield it. And I think that's where he misses the mark. So for as great as a basketball player, he is greatest of all time, better than LeBron, better than a lot of folks that he may be compared to. Like Carol was saying, when you go to measure the men, you know, for their works, and even if LeBron's 51 million on that school wasn't all his money, because I'm sure somebody will throw that out there to try to pin it down just the fact that he's putting that school into place and it can be copied and uh, recreated in other spaces. You know, these are the things, these are the lasting impacts that we kind of want to see from, from those in power. Now, to your point, Fresh, he can be as selfish as he want to be. He a grown man, that's his prerogative. Um, it just doesn't look or help us as a people move forward if that is the collective goal. <laughs> I do just want to make also, the dinner. He, he does do philanthropic stuff, though. I don't want to make it seem like he doesn't he does. do anything. He does. He does. He, he does. He's, he does. he's opened up a couple of clinics in Charlotte. I think he may have one that he opened up here in Chicago. So i not taking that away from him. And then, I'm just this saying, is you know what I'm based saying? And, you know, on people, what you commanded worldwide, yeah. there's, there's probably a whole lot more you could have done. Exactly. You probably kept yourself out of. I'm about trouble. to say that sneaker money alone could could change. Bruh, it's like nobody has a shoe like that. that. I think like, I think I think a billion like dollars last year, something crazy like that. And it's gonna keep doing that. But one of the the other side to that to that coin 
is something that we speak to quite often when we get into these, you know, celebrities as leaders things. And, you know, that Jesse Helms versus Harvey Gantt situation in North Carolina is a prime example because although Michael Jordan isn't up rallying for Harvey Gantt to win this election, I'm pretty sure the people of North Carolina, um, well, I can't say I'm pretty sure. There should have been efforts to mobilize that voter base, especially with Jesse Helms, who they were portraying him to be in the, uh, in the documentary. If all of this stuff was known at the time, then there should have been a greater effort, especially from those who live under that type of oppression, to want to change that. Yep. Very true. But I mean, again, it was way different, like <laughs> way different times back then. The 80s, what? The thought process and the, and the visibility and the true understanding of, of what us as a people are, are capable. You still had people who didn't think it was possible to, to like uh, own stuff. You know what I mean? Back then, especially like in them rural uh, South places like that, they, they had no clue what was really going on. Yeah. I mean, that's true. And, and look, I get it, man. But again, that's why I say, when people try to make the measurements, who's who's the goat? You know, is it LeBron? Is it is it is it MJ? You know, listen, goats are pack animals. You don't just see just one goat, and you don't see two, three others with them. They they run in a herd. So that's all I'm gonna say about that. But there's so much more. And and look, I, I look forward to watching the rest of the Last Dance, which. For all intents and purposes, I don't know why they called it the last dance. It's not just about the last season. We going all the way back to people's childhood and not just his, but <laughs> well, Dennis Rodman's, Phil Jackson's. I'm just if, like, if you want to know, they're calling it the last dance because it is the last um champ. It's really the whole thing is centered around the last championship. I understand That's what that. They keep on coming back to that, that. But 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 we're talking about the the whole. It's thing. a documentary they, though. They could have just That's called what it a documentary. A, does listen, man. You, you don't work for ESPN. Yes, I do on the you side, the man. Floor. Uh, and they could have just called that joke the dance. <laughs> but it's the last one. They could have just called it the dance, and nobody would have said a word. Nobody would have said, why did they just call it the dance? We understood. Well, there's only one person who said why they call it the last dance. <laughs> and that's fine. And I'm good with it. Oh, man. I think that the biggest thing from all of that for me is looking for leadership in places, in places other than yourself. And, and not just that, on? not pigeonholing yourself into this is what I am. Yeah, yeah this, is, this, this is where you're using your gift. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Right. Your gift of competition. So what would it have been like if you would have used your competitive desire to advance your people? I want to see my people compete because I got a competition problem. You ain't have a competition problem when it came to your people. Questions? Mm. We're gonna have to leave that one right there. Uh, Big Dog Fresh, we gotta come to you for this week's Fresh Ovation. Nah, man, we gotta hit on something else real quick, man. I know we're not prepared, but um, we gotta talk about this Ahmad Arbery thing in Brunswick. Um, just sad, man. Another just random, what appears to be senseless act of violence with no repercussions. Um, man, like, when does it stop? 
Well, for those of you who are not familiar with the story, uh, a little over a month ago, there was a so black gentleman, January, um, he was running through his own neighborhood, going out for a morning jog, uh, when two guys in a pickup truck with weapons, um, you know, try to stop him several times and then finally do get to stop him, come running up on him with a shotgun drawn for whatever reason. He um, is trying to defend himself and, and kind of runs up on the guy with the shotgun and they shoot him and kill him in the middle of the street. And all of this is recorded. Yeah, I, I mean, he didn't even run up on the guy. It looks like he was trying to run to avoid them. So he ran on the other side of the truck and then the guy met him on the other side of the truck. Anyway, long story short, one person's dead and there's two people that are just out there in his own video. Um, uh, if, look, if you haven't seen it, you, you can see it because people are sharing the video, which to me just, I, it blows my mind that somebody actually recorded this that wasn't allegedly, you know, premeditated, but there was somebody posted up to record it because my man was jogging. So, um, but it's just getting, it's been frustrating. And what's more frustrating is that there are people out there that don't think this type of stuff's hap this type of stuff happens, right? So like you, you guys know, I've been asked to move to Jackson, Mississippi, and I was like, nope, not, not going to happen. What'd you say? Not doing it. Not doing it. I've been asked to move to Birmingham, Alabama. Nope, not doing it. I don't care what you tell me as far as money and, and, and you know, responsibility. The it's risk just not is happening. not worth the reward. And, and people don't understand why I take these stances, and I'm so finite about where I will and where I won't go. Um, but we know those of us that are of the darker persuasion, we know, look, this stuff is still out there. What does it take for the majority to recognize it and address it? I, I just don't understand. So unfortunately, we all know how this story is going to end just based on the evidence right so you got this black guy running there's somebody randomly recording this event i am I'm, I'm struggling to to buy that because it just doesn't really make sense and i want to say i hear a gun cock in that video inside the guy the truck car um but that's my speculation but you got this video showing the dude running runs around the truck and then you can't really see or make out much of anything, but apparently it, it could be perceived that he runs towards the guy with the shotgun. So the first thing people are going to ask is like, so what makes this guy think that he's going to win this battle run, running up against, you know, somebody with, holding a shotgun? You know, what kind of sense does that make? And then the guy holding the shotgun, I don't know what standard ground laws they have in, in Georgia, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be the case. And we talking about former law enforcement. So the system has already been at work because these, the guy was never charged, <clears throat> never brought in. They, had, they, they got their questions or whatever, or gave their account of what happened, but was never charged. I don't think he will be charged even after the grand jury thing goes. So it's, it's another uh, fail by the system in a case where these dudes were on vigilante justice. They were explicitly told by the 911 uh, operator to let the police handle it, and they take it into their own hands. And unfortunately, the way the system is set up, 
they fully justified or there won't be any repercussions as far as we're concerned. Um, and it's, it's very frustrating. It's very tiring. It's like, I, 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 I'm glad you brought it up, Carol, but it's like, I get so sick of talking about these things. Uh, I mean, me and Fresh was talking about it yesterday because there, there's only one kind of sort of real answer and that's, you got to change the system. You know what I'm saying? You got to get, you know, politically and actively involved within that system to even start to move the wheels of change. Um, but without that, this stuff is just going to continue to happen. So it takes this to be the catalyst to have something like what happened in Ferguson, where you have a whole political regime change, which is, you know, could happen in this uh, northern part of Georgia. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see. But unfortunately, you know, I think um, that we already know. How Brunswick, Brunswick is southeast Georgia, like oh, I literally it was northern Georgia. No, it's southeast Georgia. It's literally like maybe 45 minutes to an hour past Jacksonville. Yeah. Mm. So you already know what goes on in that, those parts. Um, so yeah, it's just sad, man. And then, you know, it's a, a family loss. They're going to probably try to demonize his character because he had some prior convictions or run-ins with law enforcement or whatever. So that's, I saw that come up in an article. So no telling how that did. has been. Well, the, 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 the shooters and ex cop, I mean, it's, yeah, Right, so it's, it's just set up. Yeah, to, it's just, it's just, and and <laughs> it's just crazier to think like this happened in January. Like it's not, it's not like this February. was something that that right. happened last like, week, though. Like, you know like what February. I mean? Right. That it's like mm-hmm. this has happened a long time ago, and the only reason this tape is out now is just like their their lawyers trying any way to try to get some type of justice because otherwise nobody's caring. It doesn't seem like. Nope, you're right, man. But listen, man, it's it's just one of those things where <laughs> let's see what happens, right? Let's let's unfortunately, like like you said, Brett, we know how these things end. We know what happens, and right now, we we have no expectation of it being different. No, um, but what I do think should be the charge is whatever can be done to change it the next time, um, the next time this happens. So whatever efforts there are going on in Brunswick, um, you know, if we happen to, you know, find some of these things, we can get them up and out there to the people. But this is why involvement, civic involvement is so important, you know, because Otherwise, these situations don't really happen. You know what I'm saying? Well, you have the infrastructure in the place, but when we lack the infrastructure, we lack uh, activism or involvement to create that infrastructure, we're left to deal with, you know, the cards that we dealt. Um, and this happens far too often. I mean, it's, it's upsetting as a black man to see another black man just get gunned down unnecessarily for fucking exercising. Like, but, but not even that. We know every single day, we know it could be any one of us. That's the thing I'm about to say. At any given time. Yep. And it's like, what? What, what do you do? You just what? feel so powerless. Yeah. What's the safeguard for that? Knowing that there's there's no way to control it. And it's like you 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 almost have to swallow your pride and your manhood in them situations because, like, me even me walking back to the house because I had to park my car away from the apartment, but I got on a hoodie 
it's raining, I got my locks hanging out or whatever. So if somebody were to drive up to me and ask or say anything out of the way, I can't even respond as I would like to, you know what I'm saying, to, I guess, give some type of testosterone to show you I am a man about mine because I don't know what this person's agenda is. You know what I'm saying? I might just be next on the hit list. So it's like I got to almost keep my head down and keep it, keep it pushing and hope that nothing escalates from there. And you see in the situation with Ahmad, I mean, it just, it goes left way too quick, man. Three gunshots, hit that man in the chest and he just falls like this. Um, all right, so as far as things that we know um, that are happening, uh, I know there is a uh, run walk on Friday um, that they're asking people to do. Um, hold on one second. I'm trying to find it. Social distancing. Walk or uh, one run, walk, run and walk six feet apart. <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, funny, funny, very funny and fitting. Um, I'm scrolling for that. And I see that LeBron has already commented and said that he's outraged over Ahmad Arbery shooting. And he said, quote, we're hunted every day. Um, very, very funny, right? Based on what right we were on just talking about. Um, I'm trying to find the details. Oh, so run, walk, jog on May 8th, which is Friday. So um, for some of you, you're currently listening to this and you may still have the, op the opportunity um, to participate and they're asking people to take video um, or photo and use the hashtag I run with mod M-A-U-D I run with mod um, on Friday so like I can tell you I am not a runner jogger especially not for a distance but um, sure enough I'll be out there on Friday doing my 2.23 miles at some point um, in honor of Ahmad Arbery so we invite Others, I know Fresh will probably be out there because he does his his Probably. his walk, jog, run every day anyway. Um, and then Brett, he's definitely the runner of the group here. Um, so, yeah, we'll uh, athlete with an F. I like that. Like my man yeah. Two Chains. Yeah, <laughs> man, we definitely gonna uh, <laughs> definitely gonna get out get out there and and post our uh, our activism efforts. Remembering social distancing is still important because we're still in the midst of this crisis. So protect yourselves at all times. Yeah, because we're more than just podcasters. Easy. That is correct. So, preservation. We ready, baby? Uh, let's do it. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. I should hold on. That's how it goes. <laughs> um, that, what that song is it? Um. <laughs> But yeah, I opt to rise above negative feelings and ditch negative thoughts. I can let go of old negative beliefs that have stood in the way of my success. Negative thoughts only have power if I allow them. I am no longer a prisoner of negative emotions. I let go of negative feelings about myself or my life and accept all that is good. I stay strong and in my heart remains at peace. Make sure to rise above the negativity Allow yourself to, to be a positive influence on not only your own life, but everybody else's life you encounter, and you will see that your energy and your emotion will move in, in a greater uh, path. That's preservation this week. Holler at me. 
There it is. Remember, you get this podcast each and every week on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, the videos on YouTube and Vimeo. Follow us on uh, social media at 13 Floor, please, on IG and Facebook. Uh, and make sure you leave it in the comments. Let us know what you think. Any uh, any subjects or topics you want us to hit on the podcast, let us know. We'll be sure to add those in. Coach K, go ahead and take us home, man. Um, this week, I think <laughs> I, I've been debating on how to come at this this week, um, knowing the two topics that we're going to talk about. But I think as a people, we are so enraged about being profiled yet we profile ourselves and say that this is who I am and this is what I can do and a lot of times that's just limiting it's not just self-limiting but it's limiting to us as a collective when you shortchange what it is that you can put into the world and look just stop don't be a label be a label maker um because you don't know who you're going to impact. You don't know what doors you're going to open. You don't know who you're going to plant a seed with that will make them grow into something infinitely greater than what they could have been had you not put out whatever that thing is in the world. Um, and if you limit yourself and just say, look, I, I am this and nothing else, it doesn't work. I remember um, us being in school and the folks that just came to school and all they did was just study and go to class and take their tests, man, they work for us. <laughs> they, they, they work for us who some of us went to class, some of us took the tests, but we were also out there being active in organizations and um, contributing. And there are people that we have never met in our lives that benefit from the work that we did outside of the classroom today. And they don't, they don't know us, we don't know them, but they're benefiting from the work that we put in outside of the classroom. And what I'm trying to tell you is, is that there are people that will benefit from what you do today that you will never know their name, but if you open up and don't just limit yourself to doing this is the thing that I do, right? Don't get me wrong, that thing that you do is driven by a gift, a purpose. Um, there are probably several things that you do, right? So again, and I say it all the time, find out your common denominator and use that for the collective good of more than just yourself. The highest reward that you can give yourself is by working for others. Because when you work for others, others will work for you. And more importantly, others will be able to work because of what you do. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We are done here on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views Welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views, they are amazing. amazing. amazing.